With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting live on the Mixed Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, how you doing, guys? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, the little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there pretty much all the time. My Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB, or you can like me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. A uh, quick little thank you, as we do at the top of the show, uh, to The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and his wife, Susan, on the Live from the Morgue podcast right here on the Ra- Mix Radio Network every Friday night from 8 o'clock until midnight. I always look forward to hanging around there. Um, and also to Michael Cardello, who wrote my little jingle for me, free gratis and for nothing, and I want to make sure he gets credit every week. Uh, also, thank you to uh, a mutual friend of my two guests and I today, uh, Wendy Shepard. Now, Wendy, if you haven't met her, is one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet. She's a publicist who works with indie entertainers, and um, I, I've worked with her off and on for about the last couple of years. She sent me dozens of referrals, every last one of which was an absolute gem, and it's a point of pride to be able to work with, uh, with Wendy's people. And, uh, you know, one of the nice, like I said, I, I can't say enough things about her. So, uh, and I got two more people on the show today and she asked me, she was very concerned about it. She wanted to see, you know, have you ever interviewed younger people? And I said, I don't shy away from that. I've had a lot of young actors on the show over the course of the few years. And, you know, it's always fun to do that. Uh, especially, you know, when they worked on a couple of my favorite projects, as you're about to hear. Uh, so I've got two of them for you today. Uh, so, you know, up and comers, and uh, we're going to be talking to them about, uh, you know, what their uh, experiences have been like in the um, in the movie business. Uh, so in the first half of the show, I have Molly Jackson with, you know, with me here. And uh, just to give you some information on her, she's led an interesting life, even though she's only 15. Uh, born in Würzburg, Germany, uh, known for her work on Mr. Peabody and Sherman, uh, Thor, The Dark World, and one of my all-time favorite movies, and I'm not just saying that, uh, Inside Out, and I, all before she was 15, uh, by 15, unbelievable, I can't, you know, I live in the dream, that's all I gotta say. Uh, so without further ado, The Cunning Room Floor proudly welcomes a, a talented young actor, Molly Jackson. M- Molly, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing great. So the first question I always have, Molly, when, when somebody's on here for the first time, all right, is just kind of a fun question. Is, did, did I get all of your, your biography information right, or was that close enough? Yes, you got everything right, but I just turned 14. 14. Okay, my math 14. is bad. Okay, your math is <laughs> apparently better than mine is. So, uh, okay, 14, right? So I, I, I guess the, I, I got to ask you this. I mean, I've been to Germany three times myself, right? Um, what was your journey like? Like, I, I guess how, you were born there, right? And then you moved to the U.S.? Yes, I was born in Germany to a U.S. military family, and I lived there until I was two, but then I have went back to visit. 
and it's so much fun and it's so much it's so beautiful and getting to see all the people who would watch me when I was younger and who we lived with so Germany is a gorgeous country Germany is a gorgeous country and, and you know Bavaria is a beautiful part of the country too right mm -hmm. yes and, and like uh, when you say you go back to visit is your dad still in the uh, still in the armed forces like do you go back to, to visit people that you lived with on the base or, or... Um, my dad is still in the armed forces, and we go back. We lived in a little house with two women, um, a mother and a daughter, and they would live downstairs, and we lived upstairs in the little loft. So we'll go back and visit them, and it's fun to see them. They That's, always pull out old baby photos. So. <laughs> sort of a second family, right? Yes, yes. Okay, well, great, great. Now, I mean, you've been lucky that, that I mean, you're 14 years old, and you've worked on some of the biggest projects over the last couple of years. I mean, that's yes. got to be awfully exciting for you, right? Yes, it's super exciting getting to be a part of the projects and getting to work with the amazing people who create these projects. And it's it's really fun getting to go to the theaters with my friends and just, like, see your names in the credits, and it's really fun. Now, I, I, one of the things I, I should ask you, right, is, uh, I mean, you you know, you had the this interesting life where you, you moved around a little bit, and it, but how did you ultimately get into to acting like how, how did you decide that this was something that you wanted to do and, and how did you go about starting to get parts for yourself well when I we lived in El Paso Texas from when I was three to when I was seven and I was with a little local children's theater when I was five years old I was wanting to go to a summer camp the summer when I was four and there was a children's theater but I had to be five and I didn't bring it up but then on my fifth birthday I said, can I go to the acting camp now? So I was really persistent about it. So I did that. I did like 12 plays there. That was so much fun. I love the people. I was there almost every day. If I wasn't practicing, I was there just hanging out with my favorite um, coaches or just watching the other plays. So I was in the theater and then a manager came out to the theater from Los Angeles when I was seven. And my dad was actually deployed in Iraq at the time. And she picked me and one other kid to bring out to Los Angeles to go to a little boot camp. So my mom calls my dad and says, we're moving to L.A. So that was <laughs> kind of how that crazy thing happened. So he's in Iraq and he's like, OK, well, I'll take my R&R &R to come and move you to Los Angeles. So <laughs> I can imagine the, the reaction on your father's face. I mean, he's half a world away. right? Yes. In a really dangerous place. And he gets a call from your mother saying that she's moving halfway across the country to Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> so it was it was a pretty crazy time, but it was really fun. I moved with my younger sister and my dog and we got a place in L.A. And I started just auditioning and I was doing a lot of commercials at first. And it was really fun. I just liked the whole atmosphere. So, so you started out by doing commercials? Yes, I did commercials with for maybe the first two years. Like I was auditioning for theatrical, but I did mainly commercials because I couldn't I, I couldn't really say my R's, so I couldn't pronunciate right to be in anything theatrical yet. Um, but I started up doing commercials, and then over time, I started getting into the theatrical world. Now you, you said something there that that uh, I thought was kind of fun because I'm a big dog person too. So what kind of dog do you have? Um, we have a Basset Hound. Now we have four other dogs, actually. We have five four. right now. Um, but at the time, we had our Basset Hound, Sally. And now we have another Basset Hound, a Terrier, a Chihuahua, and a Pitbull. 
So we got we got the whole species of dogs. A, terri- <laughs> a terrier, a chihuahua, two basset hounds, and a pit bull. Yes. <laughs> what a house that must be. Oh, it is a house. Plus, we got the lizards, so the lizards. quite a full house. <laughs> well, yeah, you got any? Look, you got any other? You got any other pets? Nope, I think that's all for now, but we'll see. We'll okay. see what happens. Okay. <laughs> that's a sentence that I never thought I would hear myself repeat on the cutting room floor. I mean, that's cool. I, you know, one of my wife's best friends has a chihuahua, and you know, I love when the little guy comes over and scampers all over the house. So Yes. It, now, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this, and I'm going to go a little bit fanboy on you, okay? Because my wife and I saw Inside Out this year, and that quickly became one of our all-time favorite movies, the two of us, right? We love that movie. We were ready to get up and go the next day again, right? Oh, thank you. So how did you go about, like, first of all, I'll ask you, what voices did you do for that? I did a variety of voices. I was in one of the loop groups for that, for, like, pickup voices. I was the dying rat in the nightmare who is haunting Riley in her nightmare. I was, I did some baby Riley when she was a little baby in the flashbacks. Um, I did some of, I did the members on her hockey team. And then I did some of the, at the ending credits, those little like Easter eggs at the ending credits. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, yeah, so I was like the angry cat, like hissing. And then I did, the cool kid, um, so I was like all their little voices inside their heads. So it was really, really a fun project to work on. I, I, I mean, I gotta imagine that, that, that that's gotta be really, like, really wicked cool for you to be able to go to a movie like that that everybody's talking about. And I mean, the Pixar movies are an event when they come out, right? Like everybody runs, yes. everybody runs to see these things. I know, look, I, I look forward to them months before they come out, but it's gotta be weird for you sitting in the theater going, hey, that's me up there, you know? Yes, it is. It is pretty weird. I saw that movie with my family, and we always wait to like see the name and stuff. And it's just really fun hearing my voice, and it kind of like it kind of gives you like goosebumps and stuff because it's just so unreal. Like always, yeah, always watching Pixar movies and seeing like knowing the same creators, and they created some of my other favorites. So getting to participate in that is just it's a dream come true. Well, yeah, and, and I mean you're uh, you know you're the age that that I mean you would really enjoy these on your own, right? Going to them you know, just for fun, but here you are mm-hmm. be, being able to work on the building of them. I mean, that's, that's awesome, quite frankly. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's spectacular. So, so what's it like? Do they put you in a sound booth? Do they like, you know, when, when you do voiceover work, like, uh, you know, what's that experience like? Um, we have like a giant, um, it's like a giant sound stage kind of, it's like a giant sound booth, um, with a giant screen at the, one of the walls. So you have the microphone, in the middle of the room and you feel super tiny because everything else is so big around you like the giant screen and they have the little beeps the one two three and then you start to speak on the third beep and you do it like anywhere from five times to 30 times and <laughs> however many they need to get it just right and it's really fun and they're all like watching you from the back room directing you on how to do it so it's fun do, do they uh you know kind of um i guess what's the word i'm looking for do they they tell you how that particular piece fits in or do they just sort of give you lines and they say okay fine this is what you have to do like do they give you context or 
they pretty much just give you the lines and tell you what you have to do rather than give you the context. So occasionally they'll give you the context or like show you a little bit of the movie before, but usually you're doing it before it's all edited or before it's even animated. Like you just see really rough sketches. Okay. So it's right. not even colored in. So, yet, so, so. so they, they, they don't actually show you what it's going to look like in the end of it also. I mean, it, it have to be tricky for you too, not really knowing what it's supposed to look like, right? But but you got to basically put this all together in your head too, right? Yes. Yeah, you do. It's um it's fun because then when you go to the theater to see it, it's like it's kind of a surprise to like, "Oh, that's what that character looks like." So, it's fun. <laughs> now, I I know that you've done a lot of um live action work in addition to all the voice work that you've done, right? Yes. Um now, this question may sound a little bit unfair and I don't want it to, but I'm I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you do you have a preference? for live action work versus the the voiceover work or do you like it both i love them both but i must say i do like live action a bit more it's really fun getting to act with your body language and getting to get more into the character because you're completely the character so i do like live action a bit more <laughs> but but i mean you know like you'll you'll take i mean you've done a lot of work right so i mean you're lucky in the sense that that, that uh, i mean you know the work is there right you're, you're willing to do it and it sounds like you're enjoying all of it though right Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love both so much. Um, they're both so much fun, and they're so different, too, so it's kind of hard to compare them. Um, so they're they're just both so much fun. Now, you also mentioned that you work on stage, right? Uh, doing That's how you got started, right? That, yes. Uh, doing theater productions and things like that. Do you like performing in front of a live crowd? Oh, I love performing in front of a live crowd. Theater is so much fun, and it's such a family, too, because everyone does the same play. Like, you have your group, and we all do the same plays together. So theater is really fun. I haven't been able to do it since I was nine, um, but hopefully I'll get back into it soon. No stage fright at all? No, no stage fright. Really? Okay, yes. you're lucky. You asked me to stand up in front of a room full of people to speak, and I am going to get butterflies in my stomach every time. <laughs> you're... you're... I can tell the confidence in your voice, right? Ah, uh, <laughs> thank you. Now, it's just, it just comes naturally. Well, <laughs> no, it, like, it, it, it has to, right? If you're, yes. you're, you're going to put yourself out like that and, and, and be in the public eye, you have to, right? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, now, the, the other thing that I, I kind of picked up on when I was looking at your IMDb page, all right, and uh, th this one I thought was kind of interesting, and, and you did it, looks like, for a while, Right. Uh, what can you tell me about FTS, uh, FTS Kids News? Oh, yes. I did that maybe for about a year or two from maybe like 9 to 11. And that was really fun. I was working with their um, creator and their owner, Nicole Butler. And we at first I did like an audition for her kind of with reporting and stuff. Like, I had to report on, like, an old movie and, like, write a script for it and, like, the questions and stuff. So I did, like, a fake interview with her for my audition. And then after that, she brought me to premieres like Earth to Echo and Freebirds and really fun premieres that I'd get to go and interview. And, yeah, I did that for a while until I got a little too old to do it. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, it, at least it gave you kind of a, a taste for, for what a journalist would do. Right. The, yes, the... it did. It did for sure because I got to go and I got to, I got to interview, and then I would go see the movie, and then I'd come back and I'd write a report on the movie and the people I interviewed, and then I'd piece together a video and send it to her. So that was really really fun. It sounds like a lot of work. 
yeah, it was it was a lot of work, but it wasn't like it wasn't boring work. It was a lot more fun than schoolwork at times. So well, <laughs> it was fun. Okay, work. I would be careful, all right? <laughs> but but, but uh, I mean, you actually wrote up all your own reports too, or? Yes, I did. Okay, and um, like later on, where do you kind of see yourself going? Do you, do you want to continue to to pursue acting full time, or are you interested in other things too? Um, acting's great, but I think when I get older, I want to go into, like, the behind-the-camera stuff I want to do. Um, I want to be a writer really, really badly, so that's what I'm hoping that I can do later on in the future. Okay, so, but, uh, I mean, having had all that experience, right, it it gave you an opportunity to see what other people do, right? Yes, it does, and I love being on sets. There's some sets that, um, I'll be on, like, if I'm not working throughout the entire day, I'll just, like go like to the hair and makeup and just watch what they do or I'll go to go see what the people behind the like behind the camera are watching on the monitors and seeing like what they pick out so it's really fun getting to see what everyone does and that's what I want to do. Have have, have, uh, the people that you've worked with given you their time to to explain what they're doing and, and you know that kind of stuff or is it just you sort of walking around observing stuff? On the majority of projects, it's just me observing stuff, but um, the I, whenever I work with the production company Seraph Films, they always take the time to explain what they're doing, and they like let me try some of it, so it's really, really fun working on those projects, because they help me, they kind of teach me what I want to go into, so yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that you, you wanted to, you said really, really badly you wanted to write, right? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things, Molly, do you see yourself writing like you know do you see yourself writing more sitcoms do you see yourself writing dramas you know what what kinds of things motivate you creatively everything has every like all the scripts are so different and like I mess around typing a lot of them on my laptop um but I think it's they're so opposites but I'm always pulled towards either comedy or horror which is interesting because there's such difference but I'm either yeah, I'm pulled to either one or the other. So I have, like, I always have, like, a comedy script going on, like, little, I write, like, little, like, short things and just keep them for later on, and I, like, switch between, like, comedy and then write a little horror one, like, comedy and then a little horror one. So that's what, I like doing that stuff. Well, I, I would argue that, that comedy and horror, there's a lot of overlap because you're in two things where you're trying to get people's adrenaline going, right? You want to get them excited, right? Yeah. So whether you're trying to make somebody laugh so hard they got tears in their eyes or whether you're trying to scare the living garbage out of somebody that that you're trying to elicit that response, right? Yes. So do you watch a lot of horror movies? I, um... I don't really watch horror movies because I am, I'm quite afraid of horror films, but I love to, um, I've done a couple of horror films, so that's where I get, like, the pacing for those and stuff, but I have such an active imagination when it comes to scary things, I don't know, I just, they are constantly running through my head, so I just put whatever I think of or whatever dreams I have that night or whatever onto paper, and they actually turn out pretty pretty good i think <laughs> have you shown anything to anybody yet or is, is this something that you're keeping to yourself for now something that i'm kind of keeping to myself um i show my parents and then like my family and stuff and some of my friends to get their opinion on it but um otherwise i keep the majority of it to myself now it sounds to me that that um you, your family is very much supportive of, of what you're doing in terms of your acting and stuff like that is that fair is yes. that fair to say that 
yes, it's very fair, very, very fair to say that. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess, what do you think is the hardest project that you've worked on so far, and why? Hmm. The hardest project I've worked on is probably Circle. Um, that was my first longer project where I'm on a set for like a longer period of time. I was there for like two weeks and I came back for ADR and like did a lot of pickups and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was the, that was probably, that was probably the hardest project because it was, it, there was a lot of different things. Like I'd never worked with, I usually worked a lot with kids, like in a kitchen, but there was no kids on the set. I was the only child on the set. Um, there was, it was my first like serious um it was my first like serious film like I did a horror film before that but it was my first like really serious like just standing talking with some like horror and thriller aspects it was the first one where I had to cry in it um so there was a lot of different aspects that just made that one my most challenging and uh, just as a fun question right who would (laughs) you most like to work with you know if you could you know if somebody came to you tomorrow and said I got a magic contract here and you can work with whoever you want to in all the show business who would you like to work with i would probably have to say julie andrews if i got to work with anybody it would be julie andrews for sure well aren't you the little sophisticate (laughs) that's not the answer i was expecting julie andrews eh? really yes yeah i love her she is probably she's one of she's probably my acting like idol just acting singing just everything she's just she's amazing she's so classy and i just love her and uh i'll tell you a little something uh you know what my my music teacher actually long time ago um, he played piano for her and wow uh, he, so he, he used to tell us about that because he was in scotland my, my music teacher was scottish and she she had a uh, kind of a vaudeville act with her parents and and once he played piano for her so that's an amazing experience yeah. getting to play piano for julie andrews that's but, amazing but, so what's your what's your favorite uh what's your favorite julie andrews movie my favorite julie andrews movies um let's see it, it has to be sound and music. I just mean, like, that's probably everyone's, like, that's, like, one of her most popular one. But, I mean, it's just, it's just magical. I just love it. I love all the songs and just every, I just love what, I just love that movie. She does such an amazing job in that playing Maria, and that's, that's probably my favorite one. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with that, too, right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that is, you know, one of the most important movies ever made, The Sound of Music, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I know that it, we've only got a couple of minutes left here, but I want to make sure that I get a mention in for something that you finished recently. Uh, there's something called Super Echo Kids that you you finished? Oh, Super Echo Kids. I actually did that a while ago. There's, I actually did that maybe about three years ago. Um, they are filming. It's a whole, like, series, and we just did, like, an episode or two of it. Like, they bring in different groups of kids. So they're just still developing that. But what I finished most recently was an episode of a Nickelodeon show. So, yeah. Okay, well, which one was that? That was Game Shakers. It's not on my IMDb yet, but I was in the season finale of that. So that should be coming out this summer, and that was super fun to shoot. 
Okay, so I really, I, I hate to do this, Molly, but I would love to have you back anytime you want to come on, okay? So tell Wendy that, that, that you know, that this was a lot of fun, okay? Okay, so, I will for sure. Thank you so much. I had a blast. No, and so did I, okay? So one last thing for you, okay? Where can <laughs> people go to learn more about you? Like your Twitter feed or whatever, anything like that? They can probably go to my IMDb is one place if you IMDb Molly Jackson. And then you can also go to my Instagram, molly.jackson, and my Twitter, molly underscore c underscore jackson. Those are my three most used websites. Excellent. Okay, so uh, I'm going to let you go because i got to get on the phone with Radic here. And then, um, you know, I'll be sending the, uh, the replay uh, through, through Wendy. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. This was a blast. No problem. And, uh, you know, all, all the best to you and your family, okay? Okay, awesome. Bye. Thank uh, you. Bye. All right, so that was uh, the very articulate uh, Molly Jackson. That was a fun interview, and I, uh, I hope to be able to <laughs> look forward to following her career for the next little while. Very, very articulate young lady. Uh, what I'm going to do now is we're going to switch gears here, and I'm going to see if I can get Radic on the call. So... Uh, I'm just gonna maybe go over here and do a little bit of this. And if you bear with me, Radic, I am coming. Just give me a second here. Okay. Let's see if we can get him one ringy dingy. Hello. Hey, Radic. Hey, how hey, are you? It's Casey here. How you doing? Pretty good. Good. Can't complain. So uh, we just uh, ended with uh, with Molly here. So it's just you and I right now. What I am going to do is I'm going to ask you to please sit tight just for a few more minutes. I'm going to play one quick song and the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up by Jason Hadley, and then uh, I'm, we're going to be back to talk with you for a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So just stay on the line. Just mute yourself up, and then we'll be back in five minutes. All right. So what I'm going to okay. do now is uh, I'm going to play the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up by uh, by Jason Hadley. And because I lost one of my idols this week, uh, I really hope that we don't lose any more rock stars in 2016 because this is um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard on all of us. Uh, but I'm going to play The Heat Is On by Glenn Fry, who, uh, who unfortunately passed away this week. And then we're going to be back to talk with Radic Lord. All right. And it's a movie song because it was used in Beverly Hills Cop. So we'll be back in a few minutes. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley, rapper and Michigan native Big Sean's helping the people of Flint with a sizable donation to combat the city's water problem. With the auto industry leaving town some time back, I assume the problem with the city's water is being able to afford it. Jennifer Lopez debuted her new Las Vegas stage show to a sold out crowd. However, with so many other superstars playing Vegas residencies, even outside the casino, the odds of J-Lo getting another full house are 693 to 1. Ex-WWE diva Sunny will be crossing into the adult world as she recently signed a deal with porn giant Vivid Entertainment. Considering Sunny's experience wrestling in the Battle Royale, beating several people off at the same time at her new job should be no problem. Happy birthday to 67-year-old former Journey frontman Steve Perry who currently spends his nights waking up to journey between his bedroom and bathroom. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap Up.
And that was The Heat Is On by the great and now late uh, Glenn Fry. I was really busted up by that when I read about that uh, earlier this week. Um, again, uh, my thoughts and uh, prayers are with his family and, and with the other members of the Eagles. Uh, so uh, in the second half of the show, again, uh, with a, uh, a nod to Wendy Shepard, who I always enjoy working with, uh, I've got another very talented young actor on the show uh, here for you. Radic Lord is with us. Uh, Radic uh, is, was uh, originally from Costa Rica, where he was born to a Costa Rican lawyer, mother, and a U.S. executive uh, of a father, and he began acting at the tender age of six. Uh, since then, he's moved around to Belgium, northern Kentucky, and uh, finally hung his hat in Southern California, where he's been for the last couple of years. So he's here to tell us about all the other projects that he's working on, and uh, without further ado, the cutting room floor proudly welcomes uh, Radic Lord. Radic, how are you doing? Good, good. It's good to 
Good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So, uh, as I was telling Molly in the first half, my, uh, the first question I always have for everybody when they're, they're on here for the first time, Radic, is a bit of an icebreaker. Uh, did I get all of your bio information right, or was that close enough for Rock and Roller? No, that was good. Yeah, that was perfect. That was good? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, I get it wrong. That's why I ask. So, <laughs> um, now, I, I guess we can just sort of start picking. You've got a lot of projects on the pipeline, right? Yeah, well, uh, none of them right now. I just wrapped my last film like a week ago, but I, you know, in the past three months, I filmed three movies, which is crazy. So, uh, I guess we can, uh, you know, start picking these off, uh, you know, one at a time. One of the ones that you did recently that, that had one of my favorite actors in it, I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, you did something called A Kind of Murder? Yeah, A Kind of Murder. Um, this is actually coming out this April in the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. That's my first time being in a film festival. So, what, first of all, what's the movie about, and, and then what can you tell us about the part that you play? Um, well, it, it's set in the 1960s, and it's a thriller that revolves around an unsolved murder and a, a guy obsessed with the unsolved murder and this overambitious detective. Um, it's crazy. It's a, it's a really good thriller, and uh, I actually have a supporting role in this movie. So when you say supporting, like, is this uh, a sizable role, or is it kind of like a, a walk-on? Or... Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a sizable-ish role. I, I have like 10 scenes throughout the whole movie. Well, I mean, so that, that's pretty big, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's the one I think that uh, has has one of the Wilson brothers, isn't it? In, in yeah, it, Patrick right? Wilson. Pa Patrick yeah, Wilson, he, he was amazing to work with. See, he looks like a nice guy, is he? Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. Very, very laid back. Eh? Yeah, he's very he's very professional when he's when he's on set, right? He's looking over his lines. He's just trying to make sure he has everything down pat. But I mean, when you see him working, it's I don't know, it's it's amazing. So what what part do you play in that though? I I actually play uh, the role of Tony Rico, which is he's kind of the innocent kid that gets wrapped up in all of this drama. Um, I I play off of Eddie Marson. I'm always uh, in scenes with him. So yeah, I'm just the innocent kid that gets wrapped up in all of the murdery stuff. Now, uh, you mentioned that, uh, I mean, not just any film festival, right? But you're going to, you know, the film is actually headed to, to Tribeca, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's something, right? It's I mean, huge, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, when I heard about it, it blew me away. I had no idea this was going there. Because there's a lot of films that get really good attention in terms of the award circuit that, that you know, come out of that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I, I'm planning on going to the Tribeca Film Festival just to, even if I don't get invited, I'm still I'm still going to try to go, just to experience it. Okay, well, no, I mean that that, you know, that was going to be my next question is, uh, you know, are you planning on going? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, luckily I have uh, my my brothers live in New York, so I, I mean, I get to stay with them and everything. But I I'm going to try to sneak in at least um, to to see the movie. Um, now, one of the other, th first of all, have you ever been, been to a film festival at all before? Or, uh... No, I haven't. You yeah. haven't? Okay. Um, I, I wanted to go to Sundance this year, um, but I, I, I had uh, this project um, that I just finished last week, so I, I couldn't really plan that trip. So this, is, this will be my first film festival ever, and I have a movie in it, which is mind-blowing to me. Well, you, you have to come back at some point and tell me what that's like, because to be honest with you, I've never been to a film festival either. And I, I've always wondered what that would be like. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell you what it's like. Uh, yeah. my, my friends tease me about that because I, I watched, I've literally watched, and I'm not exaggerating, I've watched thousands of films, but I, I've just never taken the notion. And we have a big film festival here in Montreal, and you know, my wife keeps going, why don't you just try it once? And I was like, you know, just never got around to it. So. <laughs> um, now, another one that I know kept you busy recently, and this is the one that I was going to hone in on because uh, you know, I'm a little bit jealous here because you got to work with Bob Odenkirk right yes that was i mean he's the funniest person i've ever worked with period uh okay you know what was the name of the film and what was it like i you know i, I guess to, to be on a project like that well it's called girlfriend's day and i mean e even the first day on set felt kind of magical because i'm i'm working alongside all of these great actors and i mean we're we're on set and i'm like I, i've looked up to these people but here i am and they're my coworkers, which is the weirdest feeling ever. Um, but Bob, I mean, Bob was just such a great guy. From the first day I was there, he made me feel so welcomed. I mean, but but I mean, he he strikes me as the kind of guy that that uh, I, I mean, this was a comedy, right? You you weren't working on a dramatic piece with him, were you? No, yeah, this was a comedy. So I mean, he must have had you guys cracking up pretty good, I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, the the last day uh, we were filming, uh, it was a close-up of me, and uh, so both cameras were on me, so everyone else was just in the room saying their lines, and then he decides to, to do some improv, and I, I couldn't hold it in, I just broke character, because what he was saying was so funny, I just couldn't keep it together, it was... Yeah, he he's just a naturally funny guy. Well, yeah, I mean, he came out of the uh, you know the improv troupe, right? The the whole Second City school that a lot of them went through, right? So yes, and uh, I mean that you know only the best of the best come out of that, right? Yeah, very true. Yeah, everyone there was like a, an experienced improver, and I was I was kind of uh, taken away by all that. It was it was really good. Did it give you the uh, the bug to maybe try that yourself, or, or is that not something that you're you're interested in exploring as a venue? Oh, I've I've always been interested in, it. and actually, uh, I because of them, I I went to Groundlings in in Hollywood, and I auditioned for them, and I got accepted. So now I'm going to start uh, in in the Groundlings school, where a bunch of uh, experienced improv actors also come out of. I've actually had a, you know what, it, it, it's funny because that's one of the hidden gems, I think, that, that um, you know, the people that know it see a really big value in it, but but uh, I don't think that they've really gotten as much attention as they deserve. I've had a couple of people on here from over the years from uh, from the Groundlings school, and those guys are a riot. I mean, you know, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. No, so the someone I worked with on this movie, uh, Stephanie Courtney, she is a huge Groundlings uh, like she's probably one of the most famous alumni from Groundlings. Um, do do you know Stephanie Courtney? Uh, the name is familiar, but but uh, I I can't say I know her. No. It it was so interesting. The first day I worked on Girlfriend's Day, um, I'm talking to her and I'm like I I know I know her and I don't know how I know her. Like is she? Like I I I thought I knew her personally, but like after five hours of talking to her, she she actually tells me who she is. Um, she, she's talking about her son and how she's had this conversation where he knows he doesn't want to be an actor. She was like, hey, sweetie, do you know what mommy does for a living? And he's like, yeah, it's not for me. I couldn't be Flo from Progressive. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're Flo from Progressive. 
it was it was crazy and it took me like five hours to realize it well no i mean i i, I love little stories like that right like and, I, and one of the other ones i always talk about and this has nothing to do with anything but I, I remember jody foster talking about her son getting into movies and one day he charges up the stairs and goes mom you did a movie with robert de niro and she goes yeah i kind of did and like he was you know like a kid on christmas morning you know <laughs> yeah mom was in taxi driver you know so yeah but, oh that's right she's like she, yeah she was like, four, she was like she, 14 she, she was like 14 right so, yeah oh yeah now that you mention it that's so, crazy so um anyway yeah <laughs> no it's it's fun little things like that like i i love little stories like that so um i, I know that you recently completed a couple now you, you mentioned this we can sort of pick these off one at a time uh, the standoff let's let's talk about that for a couple of minutes that that was more of a walk and roll um it's it's a comedy uh about a car competition where these kids they want to win a free car and they have to put their hands on the car for for as long as they can and the last person to have their car or their hand on the car wins the car but it, i mean there's it's a really really funny movie and i it has a lot of uh disney and nickelodeon actors in it actually um but i Sadly, I only worked on that movie for one day. Okay, and, and you know, uh, Wendy was actually telling me about that, that, uh, that there were a lot of people from that camp in there, right? The, the, yeah. You know, the Disney and the Nickelodeon groups, right? Yeah, that was, that was the coolest thing, because uh, they were all... I've never worked on a movie where everyone's my age. Like, everyone that's working on the movie is my age. Actually, for Girlfriend's Day, I was the youngest person on set, which has never happened to me. But then on the standoff, I was... Like surrounded by all these people my own age, which was a really really cool feeling. Now, and when you talk about that, like who who are some of the people, Radic, that that you were working with on, you know, albeit briefly, but I mean, it sounds like a really good networking opportunity for you too, right? It it really was, and I, it was a good networking opportunity. But then I just became like best friends with like all of these people. Um, I mean, it has uh, Olivia Holt. She's like a a big time uh, Disney star. Um, Alex Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that was a that was a big thing a couple of years ago. Um, and then Sydney Park. Yeah, so I, I keep in contact with all these people and we, we all we're always looking forward to working together in the future. But it hasn't happened yet. But yeah, it's it is a great networking opportunity for me too. Well, no, I mean, it sounds to me like they, they kind of welcomed you into their own, I'm not going to use the word click, but I mean, you know, they, they, they recognized you as a, uh, as a contemporary of theirs, which is, uh, you know, that's a high compliment, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it was amazing. I, I thought it was, so luckily for this movie, they had a, before they started filming, they invited all the whole cast to go bowling together. So I, I went to that, and like, we all clicked there, and then I, I, I actually filmed the last day of this production for the standoff. So I was there the first day before they filmed, and then I was there the last day. And uh, I thought it was gonna be kind of awkward going on the last day, but no, it was, yeah, they, they were so welcoming. It was amazing. And everyone was like hugging each other, crying. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Um, now, the other thing that, uh, that you worked on was a, a, a aptly named <laughs> little project called Little Bitches. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's. Like, I gotta ask about this now. <laughs> that was uh, that was very interesting. That was probably the most laid back set ever. I mean, everyone was just <laughs> everyone knew their jobs. Everyone knew what they had to do, and they were just nailing it. I mean, it was so funny. That that was also uh, 
a day player role for me. I only went in there one day. I did my thing. and uh, But even then, I mean, it was just everyone was very welcoming. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really give much more away because, I mean, I only did work that one day. But still, it was uh, my scene in, in that movie is really, really funny. I think you'll, you'll enjoy it very much when you see it. Okay, well, I, yeah, I mean, at the risk of asking kind of a, an obvious question, I mean, it, it, what's the basic plot line of that one? It's, it's another comedy uh, about a group of friends who vow to open their college acceptance letters at, the, at like the end of the year party that they always have. But, I mean, there's, there's much more drama to it than that. Um, they, they get into some very, very weird kind of messed up situations, I guess. Um, but, it, I mean, it was really fun to work with. I, I used to watch iCarly when I was a kid. Well, I, I still am a kid. But I, well, I yeah, no, I mean, yeah, be fair to yourself now. I mean, you yeah. told me how old you are, and I mean, you're—I can tell—you're you're mature beyond your years for somebody who's—I won't say it because you don't want that out there, but you—you—you you aren't exactly a kid, there, Rada. Come on, be fair to no, yourself. No, no, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I—I I get that a lot actually. That when when I go into an audition, they they see my resume and they're like, wait, you're this, you're this old. I thought you were like, I mean, like six years older than you actually are. Um, which is, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's sort of a compliment when they say I'm like 10 years older than I actually am. But, um, recently, so I've been auditioning for roles of like 20 year olds, like early twenties and then like 16 year old roles. And the biggest difference is when I when I shave my face and that's I look 16 or I look 20 and that's and that's how I go into the, my different auditions you know it, it's funny that you mentioned that my my wife teases me about that all the time you know she uh whenever I go on I'm volunteering maybe a little bit too much but whenever I go on vacation for a couple of weeks if I'm not working I don't shave right yeah so yeah. I, I come back you know, looking like a mountain man, and and you know, my like my skin is really sensitive, so I wind up scratching like hell all over my chin and all that kind of stuff. So it drives me crazy, and I shave it off as soon as I get back from vacation, right? My yeah. Wife, my wife says, "You look like you look like a kid again." And I said, "Why don't you just leave it? The guys at the office like it." I said, "Yeah, but it feels <laughs> like my face is on fire." So, but um, <clears throat> anyway, a little story about Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> Now, a lot of actors that I've had on here, right, including Molly just recently, said that, that there are other elements to the business that they are ultimately interested in pursuing. I mean, you've got a lot of you know, latitude ahead of you, right? Yeah. Are there any other aspects of, of the entertainment business or you know, any other job that you'd like to try apart from what you're doing right now? I, I've always wanted to direct a movie. You have, huh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like the ultimate, I don't know, challenge, I guess, on a movie set. Because you're involved in every little aspect of the production. I mean, you're working with the actors, you're working with the the camera crew, the sound guys, the lighting guys, you're working with the writers. Most of the time, you are one of the writers. Um, so, I mean, it's just it just seems like the epitome of filmmaking. Well, yeah, you're basically the lead storyteller, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And who are some of your favorite directors? Ooh. Um, or do you have any? 
I I think my my favorite director is Edgar Wright. Okay, um, now this okay now I'm curious now because you've stumped me. So I I I am not familiar with that name, right? Uh, so, oh, he he's um he's a British director. Okay, all right. Uh, he have you seen uh, Shaun of the Dead? Yes, I have. Okay, was yeah, that one? Of, was that one of his? For that. Okay, all right. No, okay, you've I, I, you learn something new every day. That that, yeah. that that's cool. All right. Yeah, no, he's he's I mean the most talented director I've ever seen. He. He directed Hot Fuzz, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I, I actually did. Um, so a lot of the uh, a lot of the Simon Pegg stuff, right? Yeah, he's the he's the director of the Cornetto series, as as it were. Um, but I I did a Doritos commercial. You know the Crash the Super Bowl thing. I, I submitted my own Doritos commercial for that, and uh, he was my inspiration behind the commercial, um, just the way I directed it. So, I think I would I would like I would love to work with him. Well, I mean that's and you never know, right? I, I you know one of these things that, that uh, you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, and all of a sudden you wind up in an office someplace, you know, interviewing for something. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I do have a connection with him because, um, the world's end. Uh, I worked with an actor who was in that, and. Uh, Maybe now that you mention it, I could I could you know, use it, that it, card. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll give you a little piece of advice for that unsolicited, right? Be 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 persistent and be polite, but you know, and appear willing, but don't appear desperate. That that's the best piece of advice that I can give you, right? You want to yeah, get you very wanna, true, yeah. You, you want to get their Thank attention, you. but you don't want to look, you know, like a like a clingy ex boyfriend kind of thing, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. I I I found that out the the desperate part of the film industry no one wants a desperate actor no no well no. i mean that's that that's true of anything though i mean like i've i've gone for jobs that i really 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 wanted badly and then i walked away and i didn't get it and i realized it was because that it showed that you want things too much right yeah you, you have to strike a balance of confidence and and willingness and and that you know and because they need you as much as you need them right exactly yeah and I th I think that's why I started to book a lot more jobs recently. I I I kind of realized that yeah they need me I need them we're working hand in hand it's not like they're rooting against me right it's we we both kind of need each other to work for each other. Well yeah I mean they've got roles to fill and they've got a product to deliver and and you know they need somebody to do that job right so, I, yeah exactly yeah so. Uh, uh, one of the other things I'll just ask you kind of as a fun question to wrap up, right? I, I noticed that you moved around a lot and, um, is, is traveling something that you enjoy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I think that's probably my second favorite thing to do ever. First acting and then travel. This, this summer I, uh, took a trip with my family to, um, we went to four different countries in Europe. I where? mean, we drove everywhere. Okay, it was well, crazy. Okay, where, whereabouts? Um... Well, we landed in Paris, and then we drove to a friend's house in the south of France, in, in Nice, and then we drove to Pamplona to uh, watch the Bulls run. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. Really? I, 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 uh, I, you know what? I, I was in that part of the world, but not anywhere near the, the time that the, the, the Bulls were running, but... Um... My best friend's wife is actually is from Biarritz, which is just near on the other side of the uh, in in the Basque area there. So it's okay. Uh, but you actually saw that. That must have been yeah. awesome. 
So it was. It'd be, it'd be terrifying. Is, is it as terrifying in person as it does look like on TV, or like? A... It is truly terrifying. I mean, just watching it. I mean, I didn't run. I just watched. No, of course it. not. I, you know, but it was. I mean, your heart is almost beating out of your chest. The adrenaline just pumping through your veins is is crazy. I mean, just watching this. I mean, I saw like three people get trampled. Uh, I mean. It it was actually crazy. I have a video on my Instagram about it. Well, I'm gonna have to go and look that up because yeah. I, I, holy hell, what an... <laughs> I mean, and the the funniest thing is that the Spaniards themselves do not go on the run. What they do is they rent out their balconies to the tourists um, to watch the run, and that's how they they make money from from the the bull run. They well, yeah, just... why not, right? I mean, yeah. You know, so. Uh... What can I tell you, Radic? This has been a this has been a really fun half hour, okay? And and uh, thank you. you know, certainly, I'm going to enjoy following your career, and I'll tell you the same thing I told Molly. You want to come back anytime you want to. Tell Wendy you got an open ticket. This has been a lot of fun, okay? Definitely, I'll 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 call you back after I come back from the Tribeca Film Festival, and I'll tell you everything. Okay, that that you know what that sounds like a plan. All right. So my last question for you: uh, uh, Where can people go? to learn more about Radical Lord. Let's get a plug for all of your websites and things. All right? Um, well, uh, my IMDb page, just Radic Lord, and my, my Twitter, my Instagram handle are the same. It's just at Radic Lord. Um, that's where I, I tweet a lot. I, well, I haven't been posting on Instagram recently, but you can check out that uh, bull video on there, um, which is, I mean, just watching it will make you want to go. Um, and yeah, just, just those three. Oh, I have a Facebook site as well. Um, Radic Lord. Yeah. Every, everything I have is just Radic Lord. Um, and yeah, that, that's about it. Okay. And, uh, just cause I, I probably would get some questions about the spelling. It's R-A-D-E-K. Okay. For Radic. Yeah. All right. R-A-D-E-K-L-O-R-D. Okay, great. Uh, so that's going to about do it for us today. Uh, again, with a, a big thank you to Molly Jackson and Radic Lord and to Wendy Shepard for all of the fun time that we've had on here. Uh, great show, and I always have a, a great time talking to the younger people as well. So, uh, again, uh, I'll be back next week. I've got uh, two more great guests lined up, and if you give me a second here, I'll tell you who they are. Uh, I've got Sid Kali and Wayne Daniels are going to be here, and um, Kayla Lambert is going to be here dialing in from Nova Scotia, one of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, so be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next week. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.